Hello, dear listeners. It is I, DJ Starsage, coming to you from the Lady Jamora, Her Majesty's carriage. And we... Yes, there is uh, someone else here. It's not the royal we. Are out and about on a Saturday, now evening, on uh, the Memorial Day weekend. So it is a holiday weekend, and that means that I have... Three, count three days off with my dear sweet hubby Billy, and um, he is actually about to turn a chapter in his book of life, going to uh, start a new job after the holiday. So, without further ado, uh, you're in store for the next installment of Surely You Jest, Jest, the day-to-day life of a modern-day jester. So, it uh, has been a little while since you've heard from Hubby. Say hello, sweetie. Hello. And what are you up to? What did we do today? Well, I was promised I get to talk in this episode. So, today we went out for some stuff for my new job, the Gnome Zone. Yes, I've decided to change jobs, so we had to go out and get a few things for for me so I could be all prepped and ready for next week. But we wandered around like we normally do to our thrift stores, and we had to pick up food for our little babies, and we have found a little guy who needs a special home. So we will be deliberating on whether or not bring home a new family member in the next 24 hours. But, you know, more is better when you have little babies, so our little cats at home will have someone else to play with. Our uh, our little flock needed a shepherd, and by that we mean uh, we have two girls and the boy that we lost the other year. He was very motherly. He was very much a shepherd and he took care of his girls now um when we first saw this little boy and we may talk more about him later uh, the first impression was that he was our dearly departed twin however although he is mostly white he is not orange and white as we were led to believe he is actually a sandy blonde and white. So, whereas I like to call orange and white kitties creamsicle, he's more of a lemon meringue kitty. Um, but uh, we'll talk more about that in a little bit here. So, as Hubby said, he's going to be going to work at a new place shortly here. And this comes on the heels of months of disappointment because he's been putting his name out there. He's been interviewing at place after place, and he's come face to face with the harsh reality that a lot of us have in recent years, where they're no longer paying competitive wages with a lot of places, and despite you having the skills that are attractive, some places just can't afford to hire you. So rather than making a leap of faith, you stay where you are until other doors of opportunity open. And uh, in this case, it was uh, a leap that uh, was a little closer. They, they negotiated and they decided, we really want you and we know that we need to pay a little better than 
most places will offer. So they seem to um, they seem to appreciate Hubby's skills and his talents. So, um, but yeah, let let me let him talk more about that. I was promised to talk. Okay, so make a long story short. When the plague started, my store shut down. There was no way to stay in business. And this place that I absolutely love to work at, which I worked at for about 12 years, folks, was shutting down. And I needed to find a new adventure. However, the adventures that I wanted weren't necessarily available. So I had to take whatever I could. I figured, you know what? It might be a good change of pace. It might be different. It might be exciting. Oh, hell, I was wrong. It was awful. This was the shop around the corner that he's been at most recently. And it was a place that, among other things, did serve food items. So uh, one of the things that Hubby is looking forward to is not having to pay attention to expiration dates. So, you know, I work there and I figured, you know, it may not be my cup of tea, but we're going to give it our good old college try. And I was there a year and a half trying to make it work, but it just didn't. And fortunately for me, as retail is coming back to life and people are leaving their houses again, places are hiring for these people. So I put my name out in a few places and couple of them while they were just needing to pay people to show up and I needed a place that would pay me for my skills and luckily I found one in the gnome zone I start in a few days so I'm very excited that it will pull from all of my past experience it will be everything I'm used to nothing new nothing that's not familiar to me and I am very excited now on a fun note, and this is kind of selfish, if this all started because of the plague. Now, I got the job and needed to put in my good faith two weeks. Unfortunately, I got the plague. It wasn't that bad, luckily, because I've gotten all my shots like a good dog. But I got the plague, which means I put my notice in. And medically couldn't work and they still had to pay me so how nice was that I put in my notice I didn't have to go to work and they still had to pay me so it's kind of you know apropos it all started because of the plague and it ended with the plague well and I can say this because I'm the backseat driver in the car right now folks <laughs> but uh, you know now that hubby is leaving the shop around the corner, I can say it. Um, his district manager, well, she was playing favorites, and um, a friend's child happened to be working at hubby's store. Now, this is possibly somebody who probably shouldn't be uh, trying to function in public because, well, let's just say they're quite fragile, and they're about they're prone to bouts of emotion so when they don't get their way they turn on the waterworks and while this would not fly in a place like the candy shop where I am for some reason it was considered okay because it was the district manager's best friend's kid 
but I digress. Hubby is happy to be moving on to the gnome zone. And you know what? I may work upstairs in the operation, if you will, at home. But as they say, happy spouse, happy house. Yes, so I am all excited. And, you know, trying to deal with the emotional turmoil that this was, I knew it was kind of hard on DJ. So I did my best and did what I could do to make him happy, and that was finishing a kitchen I had started 10 years ago. It's still not quite done, but it is far closer than it was. So a couple of weeks before I started my interviewing, I decided to put the pedal to the metal and push the kitchen a little bit further and I even got us a new lawnmower. It's all electric. It's a little weird if you don't have an electric lawnmower. It's more environmentally friendly. However, it feels like you're just vacuuming the yard. It doesn't really <laughs> feel like a lawnmower, which is probably why they put this huge sticker on the instruction manual that said this machine can still amputate and maim if not properly used because it really doesn't feel like it could do it but it, it does it, it, it's like the um cover for any good 80s horror movie when you were at the rental store it warned you about its contents in actuality folks if you uh you know if you've been uncle remus if you've been sleeping for a while there or, um not remus um, what's his name? Rumpelstiltskin, that's it. Yes, if you're a Rumpelstiltskin, um, he says electric, but it's not corded. It's like the weed eaters that they have nowadays and anything else that's cordless. You have a battery that you charge up, and in this case, it actually runs for the better part of an hour. Uh, and it has the capability of holding two batteries. You know, some people actually will spring for... The, the, the upgrade package, as you might say, if you were looking at a car, that being a second battery. But for now, it, we got the starter package. We'll decide later on if we want another battery. Yeah, but after 45 minutes, it dies, and you got to charge it again, which means you get to go indoors, take a nap while the battery charges again. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we won't even talk about... Uh, my husband's epic naps, but we'll just blame that on the rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> so hubby has managed to kick off a few projects just before uh, putting his foot in the door at the gnome zone. And, you know, we're looking forward to an overall more positive environment because, um, well, you know, when, when you're not enjoying what you do during the day, um, the skies are a little darker at night when you go home. So. It's hell. <laughs> and uh, whereas I'm basically trapped in the house and I've got nowhere to go because I work from home. And that is, I do let them out, folks, though, I swear. Yes, I'm, I'm recording to you from my car. So it is proof that Hubby encourages me to leave the house from time to time. And I do roll the window down while he's in the car and I go into stores. Yes, although it would probably be more helpful if he put me on a leash and made me run alongside the car because I'm not happy with my weight right now. But we'll get to that later. You um, know what happened the last time we put you on a leash? Uh, well, you know, that's for my OnlyFans. Um, but anyways, so... Um, 
I was distracted for a moment, folks. Because I said leash. Mm-hmm. So, uh, last year, Hubby got helped me find an, uh, a bicycle. Yes, I had to think about that for a moment because I've never had one before. Yes, I know. I'm in my mid-40s, and I never learned to ride a bike. Well, newsflash, folks. If you have or had depression growing up, and you were a child that was not happy with your self-image... There is not much that you do for yourself, including getting a driver's license, because there was nowhere that I could go to that I didn't have to return from at the end of the day. And when I was growing up in the haystack, getting a job basically would have meant working part-time somewhere, flipping burgers, just to pay, get the money for gas. So I never did it. But anyways, I got a bike last year. And, uh, well, eh, like house projects, it got put to the side. And before I knew it, it was in the garage for the winter. But we have a goal to get Hubby a bike shortly. And uh, now that we are entering the heyday of summer, I'm hoping that uh, I can get somebody to go along with me for rides. Because we do live near a uh, historic area. We live near part of New York State that's called the Erie Canal. So we have a very picturesque area with trails for biking. And in fact, as we're headed home from our errands, the road has just been um, traversed by two deer who decided to cross in front of us. It was far ahead, so that's why Hubby didn't have to scream and slam on the brakes. And so, you know, we, we had warning, but... The, uh, the ironic part is they cross right near a deer sign. Oh, yes, yes. So we, we are um, betwixt nature's majesty in these parts. So we'll record more shortly after we've gotten home. We ended up getting home and having dinner and settling in, watching... Uh, pet parenting videos because we're planning on introducing a new addition to our family and you know we can skip the morning sickness because uh you know we're just adopting a two-year-old uh a little boy kitty and uh, i'm we are actually headed back to uh from whence we came yesterday to see if we could follow up on that and we filled out our paperwork but anyways I thought I would fill you in on some of the goings on in the realm of uh, one DJ here so of course uh, during the day I work from home but uh, that doesn't dismiss me from my cat daddy duties and as it has become warmer weather and uh, soon it will be the season of summer We've had plenty of sunshine, and Mother Nature is awakened, and uh, the backyard has become teeming with life, and uh, as we have two senior girls, we try to to keep them engaged and, uh, you know, still entertained, so we have a couple of bird feeders out in the backyard and within view of the the living room window and the the back hallway I, I like to think of the back hallway in our home as the bird sanctuary because we have a uh, a storm door that uh, is 
basically floor-to-ceiling glass, and uh, we can we can vent it. It has one of those nifty roll-down, uh, you know, uh, internal screens where you don't have to slide a pane of glass. And anyways, the back hallway is sort of our, our bird sanctuary because we can put a, a little cushion on the floor for one of our girls to lay on in the sunshine and to watch the kitties and well they take their turns because um you know they're like uh any grown-up girl they want time to themselves and uh one of the girls of course is a, a little bit more of a diva because uh she likes to think that uh, she could be an only child at times <laughs> that's our calico um and our our twardy goldie well she is just enamored by anything that moves, but she's a little intimidated by one of our resident uh, creatures outdoors there. We seem to have a chipmunk that is a regular of our yard. In fact, uh, hubby, um, hubby has some bad habits if you catch my drift and he has to go outside to <clears throat> catch a breath of fresh air. And uh, this little chipmunk seems to sit outside with him from time to time. And apparently it's the same one who's in our backyard. Well, he likes to climb the railing of our back steps. And he'll even sit on the steps from time to time. But what's truly interesting is to see our Torty watch that chipmunk because she's despite her size, she's a little intimidated by uh, creatures that move about of their own free will. And I think maybe the fact that she's indoors and realizes she can't get to him, she might be a little frustrated, although she doesn't whine. I do think the chipmunk, though, is fully aware of this because I think that he teases her. He'll sit on the, the little ball of the banister to the railing outside, and he'll look back at her like, <laughs> you can't get me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, uh, the the filling of the bird feeders is, uh, well, like everything else, uh, a little bit more costly than in years past. And um, I've come to think of it as Kitty Netflix. So because it is uh, a uh, time of the year that the life is abundant in our backyard... I have taken to having to fill the feeders probably twice a week. And uh, that's probably with some help from the chipmunk who is uh, getting plump from our efforts. So uh, I can point a fact to say that kitty Netflix has become as expensive as the human Netflix on our television sets. <laughs> so other than that, I have... Um, some other things going on, some introductions. I, not long ago, uh, began uh, a different arrangement in my home office. I have a desk now that allows me to stand while doing my, my workday. Um, a standing desk, if you will. But it's not one of those, you know, expensive jobbies where it has hydraulics in it and all that. It didn't cost thousands of dollars. No! A perfectly wonderful thrifting find we got some time ago a tall projector stand you know back in the day when you were in school if you're like me or hubby or 
our parents' generation where they had these things called overhead projectors. They didn't use the computers in the classrooms yet, and they didn't have flat screens. They used to have to put a little film of plastic on a uh, basically a mirror with a, 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 a floodlight to put it up on the blackboard for you. And we got one of the stands that was designed for those, a tall overhead projector stand. And uh, we also added on top of that a uh, adaptable desk kit. Basically, they have these kits for people who want to adapt their existing desks for that little bit of height that allows them to stand at it. Because, as they may have mentioned previously, um, I guess science and doctors and medicine and whatnot have uh, done studies and it's believed that people who stand at their desks not only are able to adapt better posture but also uh, the act of standing is um, akin to getting more exercise day so it's able to help with healthier uh, I guess digestion it's just it's just makes you more active so to speak and they say that you you technically if you're observing a healthier lifestyle having a standing desk is supposed to help you to to lose more weight if you are so inclined so that's been interesting because uh, I've found it to be less of an adjustment being a person of, of uh, stature, I, I am six foot one, so I don't have to stoop over a desk that won't rise to the proper height any longer, and it's quite comfortable. Um, and uh, le- you know, one of the last things I'll tell you about is I grew up in the '80s with Apple computers in my school computer lab, but I've never been able to afford Apple products. I'm not a fan. Uh, I've always just simply looked for the most affordable product that's in my budget. So I've never had an Apple product in my home. And I've never had good credit really until after Hubby and I got together and saved for a house. But uh, more recently, I just bought my first Apple product since probably 2007 which last was probably one of the newer iPod classics and newsflash for all of you Rumpelstiltskins out there. They're not making standalone iPods anymore after this year. Apple announced that. So all of your music will have to be on a, uh, you know, a phone device or home computer if people still use those things. Uh, but anyways, yes, I got myself an iPad and really, I don't think of it any, as anything more than just simply a tablet, but it is my nicest and newest device, and it's the largest screen I've had on a tablet before. I've had Android tablets before, and in fact, the uh, first Android device I got was a tablet, and that was to train myself on how to use an Android device because I did not yet have a smartphone in those days. In fact, I trained myself on a tablet before getting my first smartphone because, well, at the time I was between jobs and I couldn't afford to be on a contract for a phone. So um, I'm in I'm in the early days of adopting, adapting to my new iPad. 
I don't know that I will do absolutely everything on it. And as I am a person who's in his mid-40s, I'm growing to appreciate the fact that essentially iPads are really just smartphones with big screens for aging eyes. Yes, I said it. iPads and similarly sized tablets are basically our generation's big remote control with the oversized buttons. But, uh, you know, it, it's nice and it is uh, sort of easy to get used to. It's just that everything's slightly different than Android. I enjoy it and I'll continue using it and, um, you know, I, I may talk more about that another time. But uh, as I'm speaking to you this evening, we are going to be having a uh, occasional, once a, in a while, we're, we do this, watch party for that show I do about film and television trivia with my nerd brother, partner in crime, Mr. Toppy Smelly. We are actually going to be watching the film that we'll be discussing in our next episode of Matinee Minutia on Friday, June 3rd at 9 p.m. Eastern. This will be the first movie of the month of June, which of course is Pride Month. And this is a 1982, I want to say, it might be 83, uh, drama, which stars Kate Jackson from Charlie's Angels fame. Also, Michael Antkin, who was in Twin Peaks, and Harry Hamlin, who in more recent years has been in the Mad Men series. Making Love is a early 80s film about a married man who's a doctor, so comfortable in a nuclear family uh, type story, and uh, later in life, uh, this man has a, a, a crisis where he realizes that he's attracted to men, and uh, this is a rated R film, which, as I understand it, is was only rated R because it features one of possibly the first on-screen man-on-man kisses, and uh, it's the story of this man whose happy marriage is is broken apart by his attraction to men, and uh, well, since it's an early 80s film, you can only imagine how it ends, but it is iconic for its time, and we will be discussing that on the next Matinee Minutia, so drop on by matineeminutia.com, and uh, click the tower for audio, enter Discord for chat, or uh, click on YouTube to view the videos of the Splendor. That's Making Love. Friday, June 3rd. All right, folks. I will widen this down as uh, we're going about another day of uh, holiday weekend errands. As always, you can tweet me on Twitter at DJ Starsage and email me djstarsage at gmail.com. And uh, I will uh, let Hubby sign off for us. What would you like to say? I hope everybody has a good holiday weekend. Of course, by the time you're hearing this, it may have passed. So I hope you had a good holiday weekend. Stay safe, everyone. That's all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. Chubb's gone wild with Matt and Tom. Speak up. The Smellcast by Tommy Smelly. Be heard. Tastes like burning with Tim. 
and James. Unique voices in podcasting. The Shy Life Podcast. With me, Paul the Shy Yeti.